everybody. Welcome to Encouraging Experience Podcast, a ministry of Experience Church in Des Moines, Iowa. I'm your host, Dave Garza, and I'm here tonight with our testimony series, which I'm so excited that I'm finally getting this going. I've been wanting to do this for some time. And tonight with me, I've got Beto from our church, and he has joined me. Thank you for being here, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for inviting me out. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm excited because this is a great opportunity to, to, to really hear about what God has done in people's lives and how we can change people's lives. Uh, here on Encouraging Experience, I'm going to have to do my testimony because on my old podcast, I did mine. And so it's, you know, to me, in if you read, it actually tells you that there's nothing more powerful. Listen, people can quote scripture all day long. They can think they have the right things to say. But I'll tell you what, the word of someone's testimony is more powerful than anything. It, it really is. It convinces people and lets people see real people in their life and how it's changed. And so I'm really excited to kick this off. So without dragging on forever, I don't have any announcements for tonight. Other than uh, just check out our YouTube where we just recently have gotten our YouTube page going. It's Encouraging Experience Podcast on YouTube. We've got videos. We're going to have our Tuesday sermons. We're going to have our testimony series. And then, of course, for our Friday nights, we're going to have our interview series. So please get on there and check it out, everybody. But without dragging on anymore, Beto, just tell me about your life before you had Christ, man. Well, I was uh, just kind of living my normal life um going to work coming home yeah but before christ i had a big drinking problem yeah and uh smoking weed and just kind of doing what i wanted yeah and uh my mentality wasn't uh in the best place either mm. you know i didn't want to be sober and I always always had the mentality that you know if i had to live in this life you know i'm going to do it high or drunk you know yeah yeah just didn't really have any motivation to really do anything else, I guess. Yeah. Um, kind of idling through. Yeah. And it it took a toll on my relationship, too, with my fiance, because she doesn't, she didn't approve of that stuff, you know, so. Yeah. We always butted head heads because I didn't really care, you know, I'd rather get high and, yeah. you know, I'd deal with her later. A little before Christ, I had anxiety, and the drinking kind of made it worse. Oh, yeah. To the point where I was kind of always anxious. Yeah. You know, getting ready for work for the day, I uh, start getting anxious, heading to my jobs, get anxious, and yeah. couldn't go into public without having an anxiety attack in the stores. But I just wanted to keep drinking and, you know, looking for that buzz. Trying to cover all that up with the alcohol. Yeah. I get it, man. That was my vice. Is I was an alcoholic. Well, I'll always be an alcoholic, but it's been, I've been sober for a little over six years now. And I'm telling you, man, it, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it would get hard uh, trying not to drink. Yeah. So, you know, every time I go to the store, the only thing I think about is oh, I can grab some alcohol. Yep. You know, I'm yep. going to the store, I'll grab some alcohol on my way back home. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of on my mind all the time. Just the only thing I wanted to do pretty much. That's It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, what kind of, when you were growing up, you know, like anybody in your home go to church or anything? Anybody expose you to God at all? Or Yeah. Um. 
My grandma and uh, her ex-husband would go to church every Sunday, and I tried going with them a few times, but I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. And uh, the church that I went to it was it was really dull, I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's fair for me. For me, growing up being a kid, uh, I was never excited to go, and you know, it was only for about an hour and a half, and it felt like I was there for three hours. You know. <laughs> yeah. And no, just, trust me, I know. I just never got anything out of it, so never really got into it, never really yeah. gave it a chance, and yeah, I just didn't care for going to church or anything. I get it. I get it. You know, that's and that's tough, and that's, I mean, I think, I, at least I hope that's what we're striving for, the, you know, anymore these days, is to realize that we have to change the methods in which we reach people. God's word never changes. It's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yep. But the way people need to have it delivered does change. You know, and like you said, kind of one of those, it was dry, boring, not a lot going yeah. on, you know. And trust me, I get it. I've been to, I've, I've been to churches like that. And I mean, if they're Bible-based churches, praise God for what they're doing. But I'm pretty positive they're probably not growing and, you know, and really making an impact because I've, I've been there, have the preacher up there and the thus saith the lord and you know like oh goodness yeah so i get it i get it so had some family which uh your grandmother's awesome and that's uh i yeah, know your grandma is. your grandma's yeah. uh, just a wonderful lady i can't ever get in church without her coming over and giving a big hug man she just big smile and a big hug and she's such a great lady so you had grandma who tried and it just wasn't sticking struggled with just weed alcohol you know all that stuff and how old are you Beto? i'm 31 31 yep. okay okay i thought i honestly thought you were a little bit younger than that so 31 and so tell me uh tell me about i mean all these years because how long have you known christ now I think about just a year and a couple months. Just so just over a year. Mm -hmm. See, and that's just a testimony out there to any of you. You know, I mean, 29, 30 years living without Christ in your life. You know, you still he was able to get a hold of you and change your heart. So tell us about that. I mean, how did that? Did you just go to church? Did you, you know, was, was grandma bringing you back in? Is it, you know? Um, no. So when I was going through the anxiety, um, having bad anxiety from the drinking, yeah. um, I talked to a couple of my friends, uh, one of them, Juan, he goes to our church. Oh yeah. 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 And then another mutual friend that we have, uh, I was talking to them about what was going on. Yeah. And, uh, so they just started talking to me about Christ and, uh, giving it a chance. And, uh, usually when they would talk to me about it, I would, uh, debate it with them. Right. I wasn't a believer and uh, I was one of those guys, you know, that said the Bible was a fairy tale and, yep. you know, just going against it, I guess. And uh, But this time around, instead of going against it and not even giving it a thought, I actually started to think about it. Yeah. And it just started weighing on me, you know, often like maybe that is the answer. Right. Maybe that is what I need. And uh, so then Juan invited me to uh, his church one night. They were having, a, I think he's an evangelist, um, Pastor Stammen. Not sure if you met him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went and uh, listened to him talk a little bit. And then that night is when I accepted the Lord into my heart. Nice. And uh, so I felt a little better after doing that. And I uh, so I told my grandma and oh, man, she was so happy. She, uh, <laughs> she actually cried. 
And uh, so she invited me to our church. Yep. And so I gave that a try. And I really liked the church, you know, from the first time I went. So I just kept going to see how it was going to go for me. And yeah. so I think that's going to be my home church for a while now. Well, that's awesome, man. I know we love having you. And I mean, you're already jumping in and serving doing you know serving the kingdom as you know as we're all called to do i i i think it's great i think it's great so you know in the midst of that just to kind of help for any listeners to hear who may not be believers uh when when you said that you know you just started kind of questioning like maybe this is what it means maybe it's not a fairy tale maybe it's not all the things that i thought it was and you started considering it was it more you questioning things or did you feel did you feel like maybe god was trying to get your attention did you because you know for everybody it's different for everyone it's different it's like i tell people you know i I gave my life to Christ when I was a kid, but I, I screwed off my teens, most of my twenties, you know, I wasn't living for the Lord. It really was, it, it took a big movement for me to, for God to get my attention. A lot of it was through, you know, the lifestyle I was living at the time, but did you feel like God was really kind of pushing you towards anything or, or, or was it really just him kind of getting your attention to say, man, you need to consider this? I think that was the case. And when I look back at it, uh, I do think that he was using my friends to kind of guide me in the right direction. Oh, yeah. You know, because he does give us free will, so he can't make us follow him, you know, but he can use methods to kind of steer us in the right direction. That's right. So I think that's what he was doing. Absolutely. Yeah, he used people that you at least had some respect for and that you'd listen to. You know, if it was just some random guy on the street, you'd probably have been like, man, whatever, you know, what are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. No, that's awesome, man. So pretty much you, what were you? So 30 years old, you gave your life to Christ. Yep. And from then, so we know that, you know, you struggle with alcohol, anxiety, the drugs, uh, it just really not living for God at all. You gave your life to Christ and I mean, what's your experience now? How, you know, how is it changing? It's done a lot of good. Christ has done a lot so far just in the past year. Um, He's taken my desire to drink away. Praise Um, God, man. I don't have no desire to even have a sip of alcohol. Praise God. You know, I don't think about it. I don't want to be high. You know, I just prefer to live sober and I feel a lot better um, being sober. Yeah. I don't have anxiety anymore. Praise God. You got rid of the anxiety too, huh? Yeah, I can go out in public, be just fine, and, you know, I don't get anxious at all. So That's amazing. Yeah, he's just done that, uh, brought me in better spirits. He's, I feel like I've been called to serve in the church because I've, for a few months now, I've had, uh, like, a strong urge to want to do things and step up. And it's kind of it's kind of tough to do it because uh, I'm not very, like, outgoing and social. Right. You know, so I do have to step out of my comfort zone, which is what the Lord wants us to do. That's right. He's going to call us to do things that we don't want to do. That's right. Always remember this, brother. If I can give you some advice, listen, if you ever wonder if it's of God or not, me and a couple of my buddies always joke about this, but uh, if you ever wonder, man, is is that what God wants me to do? Listen, if it makes you uncomfortable, it's probably what God wants you to do. Yeah. Like you said, he really likes to take us from our comfortability and and pull us out of that. Because 
I think that a lot of times we become, well, pastor just spoke on this, um, about stagnant, yeah. what a stagnant church and how that happens. And we can actually, as Christians become stagnant where it's, you know, it, when, and when we think of stagnant, we think of, of course, water and it's, and it stinks and it's dirty and it's not moving. And the Bible constantly talks about living water. And if you're going to have living waters and renewal, it would have to be flowing. So in order to not be stagnant, never let yourself get comfortable. Because as soon as you get comfortable, then we're the people that in, you know, not throwing stones here, but it, it fires me up because we're all called to serve. And I like to say it's when you get comfortable, you become the the pew filler, you know, where it's just routine, where you're just coming in on Sundays and Wednesdays and sitting in a chair or in the pew. And that's it. You know, you're kind of a bench warmer. I think it's amazing that God makes us uncomfortable because if you get in that 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 method, your faith is never going to grow any farther than what it has, you know, and that's the whole point is for us to continually grow continually. I mean, God willing, I'll be 85 years old, still trying to learn more about God, you know, and that's 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 the mentality we have to have. So I, I think that was put really well. Just make sure, you know, keep yourself uncomfortable, I think yeah. is important. I think it's important, man. Anything else? I mean, uh, you, you said you're really feeling led to serve in the church. Is there anything particular or are you just kind of ready to start figuring it out? You kind of at that stage? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to take it in small steps. But yeah, I just want to serve where I can and just kind of figure out where my serving is going to be best in the church. I think that's awesome, man. And, you know, I mean, that's a great, you know, what it, it's a good way to approach it because uh, in, you know, I've I've been serving and been involved in churches for about 18 years now, going on 18 years this March. The stuff that I have seen is, you know, a lot of people, they get in and they can burn out real fast. You know, they come in and they're on fire and they want to do this and they want to do that. And they want to do this. And I think the best thing, kind of like you said, is kind of baby steps. Take small steps, man. I mean, it's how you eat an elephant. You don't eat them in one bite, <laughs> small bites, that's one right. bite at a time, man. You know, so that's awesome. Is there, you know, is there anything that you think you might be led towards? Or is it just kind of start figuring it out and start seeing how it all, yeah, how it all just, works? It's just figuring it out. Um, I'm still learning uh, all the areas in the church that I can serve. and. Uh, I want to talk to the pastor too, you know, see where we need more help in certain areas. Absolutely. That way uh, there's not many servers in one area and, you know, we're That's needing right. people in other areas. I want to try and help where I can. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's always a great thing. They actually call it kind of, it's uh, the ministry of helps is what they'll say. And it's where you can thrive none, you know, but jack of all trade, you know, where you, you, yeah. you can do a little bit of everything. You can jump in and help. And that's, that's a heart that the church needs because, you know, there are, you know, nothing wrong with the people. They know what they want to do but they'll only stay in that area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's important to have people who are willing to just, you know, I, I've always said it. If you see a need, fill it. That's, you know, it, it, and so that's great. You're going to, you're going to be able to learn and figure out what works for you. And then also, I know we've been talking about, uh, in stay, taking in stay level one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that I'm excited to get into as well. Excited for that. It's awesome, man. I, it's I'm telling you, we were just talking about that in our last episode, and uh, you know, in stay is 
it's so amazing the way it's set up. Because it doesn't matter if you've got 50 years of experience in Bible reading or if you just started yesterday. It really caters to life application more than it does being a scholar. You know, it's nothing you're going to have to feel intimidated about. You're going to be, number one, you're going to be proud of yourself too. Because when you complete level one, it it really is. God's going to build you up. And the fruit that is from that is just that you will produce and that harvest is just amazing. You know, it's the great example you'll be setting for your family and for those around you and for people on your Facebook and that you influence, people you work with, you know, it's going to make a huge deal. So, so you said you're excited about that. You're looking to move forward on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, so it's been what you said a little over a year now that you've been serving the Lord. Yep. It's amazing. That's amazing, bro. Well, I can tell you now, can't remember my first year. I know I screwed up a lot. Um, <laughs> and you will. And, and you know, but it's just, it's so exciting. And I think it's so amazing for those of you listening. Let's, if you don't know the Lord or maybe you do, and you're, you're in that spot where maybe you're, you're a lot like Beto and you, you, you know, maybe you're, not a people person. Maybe you're not real big on being outgoing and stuff like that. That's okay. There's so many more things in the church that can be done. You don't have to be a great speaker to be a part of the body. You don't have to have all the right words. You don't have to have a million different skills. You don't have to have all of that. You just simply have to have a heart for God to say, just use me wherever you need me use me and he'll equip you for that work. So I find it encouraging. And remember too, there's no age limit. There's no, oh, I didn't, I didn't accept Christ when I was a kid or a teenager. So I can't serve him. Just like he just said, I mean, 29, 30 years old, man. And, and God got a hold of you and look, he healed you from alcoholism, drug use and anxiety, man. That's big. That's a, that's a testimony. And I think that's a lot of people in this world need to hear that. Um, you know, everybody, uh, there's a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot of this stuff going on in the world. And they need to know that, the, listen, the, the only true healing from it is God. And ultimately, he's the only one who's going to deliver you from this. And again, man, I think it's awesome. Thank you for coming in. I really appreciate it, and I have to get you in here sometime mid-year when you're when you're working in through your in-state books, man. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, and everybody, uh, we're going to pray out real quick, and we will hear from you midweek in our sermon series. So, Father God, I just thank you that you that you've put it in in His heart to be able to come out and talk about his life and about the change that has gone on god and we just praise your name for the healing that you have clearly shown here that you've healed him from the alcohol and healed him from drug use and healed him from anxiety and you're beginning to build him up into an example for his family and for people that he encounters and and so that as he goes out the light that you put inside of him is going to shine among men so that it can glorify you father and so that it can build the kingdom and i just thank you god that you that you have changed him and molded him and 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 left your imprint of your hand on his heart and now 
he can go out and, and and now that he's being equipped and and he can go out and be this testimony and be this witness to those who don't know you father and i just ask that you continue to heal him and you continue to work on him in in the people that he encounters his friends his family his co-workers whoever it is god just let it let let your love and your light and your word work through him into them God, and we just ask that you continue to build him up in encouragement and strength. And, 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 and Lord, anybody who's listening, I ask that you just touch their hearts and you encourage them that it's never too late. There's never a point where you're too far gone. There's he, God takes broken things and he turns them into beautiful new things and, and creates them into new creatures. And he doesn't just leave us as what we once were, that, that your love just can completely erase everything that we used to be so that we can be what it is you call us to be father and i just praise your name for that and and i just ask that you build us up and just strengthen us and anybody who needs a healing out there god that you hear their call that you hear their prayer that they cry out to you that they are worshiping you that they are they they are coming to you in complete worship and and, and su- submitting to you through repentance of all of their sins so that you can just take control of their lives and be lord of their lives and that they give you total lordship over them and everything that they have god inside and out and i just thank you for your love father and i ask you to continue to build everybody up in jesus name amen